Confronting demonic spirits, breaking generational patterns, right? So last uh, Sunday, we talked about identifying demonic spirits in our lives that operate, right? That we may not even uh, know about. Um, Some of the spirits were um, the spirit of infirmity. That means like sickness and illness. Um, How somebody may have that they may be always sick or have, you know, health related issues. Uh, We talked about the, the familiar spirit. That's one that's always monitoring you. That could be like a family, but a family member, but they don't have your best interest at heart. Their spirit is corrupt. Um, we talked about 16 different spirits. If you uh, don't know what they are, I advise everybody here to go back and review last Sunday's um, talk on the truth reveal about those 16 spirits. But tonight we're going deeper into the spirits because these demonic spirits are around us and we're just moving like everything is normal and it's not and they're plaguing our lives and we're just saying oh it's the devil the devil just don't want to see me succeed but what are we doing about it as the body of christ as people as christians as we call ourselves christians we see the church seem like a bunch of punks we're not doing anything to fight against the devil so in the spirit realm we need to fight we need to fight with in prayer, in our word, in our faith to Jesus Christ. So that means when you're confronted with some type of demonic issue in your life, you praying it down. You're going to war in the spirit. You're not just going to boil up and cry and say, oh, this devil is plaguing my life. No, what are we doing about it? We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to get with our other uh uh, members of the church and we're gonna come together and pray that thing down and out of our lives we're in a time where we don't have room for the to allow the devil to keep wreaking havoc in our lives we don't realize as christians that we give the um devil more power than he has we give him power through music that we listen to we give him power through sexual encounters with different partners or even with a partner it don't matter because uh a demonic spirit can be in your household. Remember that demonic spirits aren't the person. It's the spirit that's working in them. So the word says we don't battle against um, flesh and blood. We battle against principalities in the darkness of this world. The demonic spirits. Okay. So. Um, We're going to dig deep in understanding the lineage and patterns and biblical antidotes for freedom of these spirits. Okay, so I'm going to ask everybody a question I want y'all to think about. Have anybody in their family um, can identify with maybe one family member have one particular sickness and then everybody else in the family have this particular, this same illness, the same exact way. This is just one particular issue that everybody seems to have. Can anybody identify with that? Yes, diabetes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, I have a situation, right, in my family that cancer is prevalent. So... It's so ironic. My grandmother had breast cancer and my great grandmother had breast cancer. And I had now this is this is me being transparent. I had a lump in my breast that was removed 
twice and the same breast of their family members had breast cancer. In. But I didn't know at the time I had at the time I had this prayer warrior. She prayed over me. She touched. She put her hands on my breast, prayed over me and said, uh, uh-uh, Satan can't have you. You 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 don't have breast cancer. This got to go right now. She prayed, put her hand on my breast and the the lump that was on my breast, it burst the next day. And I went back and had imaging. There was no lump, no nothing. Right. I didn't. It This was years ago, but I didn't know back then that lady was warring for me. Mm-hmm. So this is how we fight. See, a lot of older people know this. It's us. We we so blind, walking around, caught up in uh, what's happening in the TV, what's going on with with the neighbors. We ain't even paying attention to what's around us. A lot of older people know this. They know how to fight in the spirit. So a pattern like having diabetes in your family or even like my situation, like breast cancer has been a thing in my family to get that thing off of you. We have to go in the spirit. It's so ironic as I study spirituality, I'm understanding that your spirit is much stronger than your flesh. If you subdue your flesh, when I say subdue, that means to kill your flesh. So I'll give you an example what that means. That means if I say um, I want to quit, uh, I want to quit smoking cigarettes, right? My body is saying, man, I want another cigarette. I want another cigarette right now. But my spirit is saying that's not what I want to do no more. So that means my my spirit and my flesh is fighting with one another, right? So subduing the flesh would be suppressing my mind with them thoughts of cravings for the cigarette so what i'm trying to do with the by the end of the study this uh this section of spirituality i want to make you spiritually strong so you'll know how to fight the enemy see you're not gonna know how to fight against the enemy until you understand subduing your flesh so that means we start by fasting and praying. Um, we do a corporate fast all the time. Um, when we come into warfare, this is something common. Anybody could tell you, Tish is gonna fast and pray, cause that's where my strength is. I can get stuff done in the spirit by fasting. So that's what I want for you guys. So let me start. Let me uh, talk about these patterns of the demonic spirits and then we get back into the flesh. So in scripture, the patterns and lineage of demonic uh, spirits in scripture in in Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, I'm going to read it. It says, and I said this earlier, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Right. Demonic spirits often operate in patterns. So when y'all after this study tonight, I want y'all to look at some patterns in y'all lives that's been consistent across the board. You don't have to talk about it right now in the public. But think about some traumatic things or something in your life that you know that is not of God, that is on your bloodline. That is a pattern. Um, I have uh, friends that I've uh, had this conversation with and we talked about how molestation was a, 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 a thing on their bloodline that somebody 
in every generation of their family had dealt with molestation. That's a problem. Can you imagine just thinking that you guys may have experienced this already, but think about if you experience some type of molestation and you haven't dealt with that thing in the spirit, how it can trickle down to your generate your next generation, your kids and your kids, kids and your kids, kids. But here at Kingdom Living, we're going to be generational curse breakers today. So whatever is on our bloodline that is not of Christ, we killing it because we're going to be the generational curse breakers in our families because each and every one of our families that's on this line, whether we discuss it here live or not, there's something that God wants us to deal with in the spirit when it comes to these patterns. Okay. So recognize the patterns of the demonic influence in our lives and families require spiritual discernment and self-reflection. So remember a couple studies ago, I was telling us we need to pray for discernment. Discernment is where you can see things for what they are before it even manifests or just to see it in its full transparency. So that's something that that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's something that is given to all believers if you ask for it. So I advise if you don't, if you don't have discernment and you have never prayed for discernment, tonight needs to be the night. You need to write that down. You need to pray for spiritual discernment so you can see these things, these different patterns of demonic spirits in your family lives. Okay. So. I talked about last week the symptoms of these each of those demonic spirits. I gave them 16 last week. But the symptoms, they include recurring negative behaviors, addiction, or generational dysfunction. So this kind this kind of teaching right here today is not for the person that um that is shy about the truth or um, they are afraid to address the truth of what they haven't going on in their family life. Because a lot of times us as a believers, we'll be arrogant. Like, huh, that was my cousin and them. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Yes, it do. Yes, it do. Because if it has something to do with your family member that has your blood, it can definitely affect you if it ever haven't already. But we can't be arrogant about it. We got to accept it for what it is and be transparent. It's okay because guess what? Our families aren't the only families that's going through trials and hard times. Trust me. So why is it essential to understand that our battle is spiritual and not merely against human issues? Understanding that our battle is critical, is crucial, but it shifts our perspective. Instead of solely addressing surface level issues, we realize the need to engage in spiritual warfare through prayer and fasting and relying on God's word. So the antidote to freedom, I'm going to talk about that. The antidote is that means the cure. What's going to what's going to cure this this issue? So if it was a disease, what is going to cure this disease where we are delivering? Okay. So in James chapter four, verse seven, it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes, that scripture is accurate. So I'm going to give you an example. Say if I had a problem with masturbation, right? 
and I just kept masturbating. And and the, and I spoke to somebody and they said, well, Letitia, if you keep doing that, you know, you need to just pray and and and, and uh, subdue your flesh and submit yourself to God and it'll go away. Yeah, that's surface level. Yeah, I can say, oh, I'm not going to do it again. But when you get back in a bed, you have an urge to masturbate, then what? So guess what? What we going to do? We're going to dig deeper. We're going to fight in the spirit. We're going to fast. We're going to subdue our flesh first. We're going to turn our plate down. Because even though it sounds so simple, oh, stop eating. It sounds so simple to do, but it's not when you fighting mind over spirit. Because your mind will talk you out of it. Your mind will say, oh, I gotta, I can't fast. I got to take these pills at this time. I got to eat every day at 2 o'clock at this time or I'm going to be sick. That's your mind having more control over your body. And that shouldn't be. I mean, your body having more control over your mind. See, the body is so, your flesh, which is your body, is so powerful that it can control and manipulate your mind. Think about this. You know how you meet people and you might say, oh, you are a beautiful person. You are gorgeous. This and that. They might say, oh, no, I don't like this about myself. I don't feel pretty. I feel ugly. What is that? Their body has controlled their mind to believe that they are ugly and they they not worthy and all of these things that's why it's important we are going to subdue our flesh amen so the bible provides us with clear instruction on how to gain freedom from demonic oppression what does it mean to submit to god and how does that relate to resisting the devil that means submitting to god means surrendering our will to his acknowledging his authority in our lives Seeking his guidance in all things. When we resist the devil, we actively oppose his schemes by refusing to give into the temptation and by rebuking demonic influence in Jesus name. How can we practically apply this verse in our daily lives to confront and overcome demonic spirits? I'll tell you. Practical application includes daily prayer, Bible study. Seeking accountability because that's a big thing amongst the believers because we think we perfect and, and we don't make no mistakes and we don't need no help and we don't need to call nobody and put them in our business. Nope, we need to seek accountability and support from fellow believers and actively resisting sinful temptations with the power of God's word. So say for and let me go back to the, um, the masturbation example. So if I if I know that masturbation is my vice and I'm struggling with that thing, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to shift the atmosphere. I'm going to automatically go in praise. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get in the word. I'm going to do everything in my power to make my, my flesh know that my spirit is stronger than them and my body don't have control over my spirit. Okay. So I'm going to open the floor up for some questions discussing these demonic spirits and breaking these generational patterns because I really need y'all to get this. Okay. So overcoming demonic influence in the Bible and scriptures, Mark chapter five, verse one through 20. I want y'all to read that amongst yourselves because that's going to be a little while, but I want y'all after this study, go back and read that. That's in Mark 
chapter 5, verse 1 through 20. That's the story of the man possessed by a legion. When I say legion, I mean a host of demons. He was possessed by them. And understand how what happened in that story. Okay. I want y'all to go in and talk about how did he overcome the torment? What can we learn from his experience? The story of the demon possessed man in Mark 5, it teaches us the power of encountering Jesus. He sought Jesus in faith and Jesus delivered him. Illustrating the importance of seeking God earnestly in our battle against demonic spirits. So I'm not going to, it'll take too long for me to dig, uh, give y'all the whole entire story, but I want y'all to go back and read in your spare time, Mark 5, okay? How can we apply the principles of faith, deliverance, and obedience found in such stories to our lives? We can apply these principles by seeking Jesus with unwavering faith, even in the midst of challenging circumstances, allowing him to bring healing and deliverance into our lives. So, you know, us as people, we always will pray. We'll do all of these things that I discuss, right? But we looking for instantaneous results. And when we don't see the results happen in our time, we automatically give up on God. Why do you think we do that? Can anybody tell me why do you think we do that? Can you repeat that? I think I heard it, but like I forgot it. Okay. So why do you think, um, why do you think when things go wrong in our lives and we pray, we might fast, we might get a put, read the scripture and, uh, we might do all the things that the word of God telling us to do when we, and when we having some type of hardship or some type uh. of trouble, why do we give up? when it don't happen right instantaneously because if it don't go our way we're going to lose faith and question mm-hmm. like the abilities that god can do mm-hmm. so basically it's something say if you wasn't able to get that job you'll like doubt it and you'll be like oh like, this was never i should never even try you'll like doubt it instead of like rethinking of how god's like what god's plan was for you Right. Is this like thinking like God has a better, I think of it like God has a better plan for you rather than like just doubting what didn't go your way. See, that's an excellent way that you're thinking about it. That's the actually that's the way you should be thinking about it. But us as believers, if we not, if we're not studying, if we're not in our word, a lot of us don't. And I'm going to be transparent with you before my walk with Christ. I was one of those people that had everything under control. I was the person, the go-to person when there was an issue. Oh, let me call the teacher. She going to fix She going to tell me what to do to fix it. Until God had to deal with me and say, hey, hey, you're not in control. I'm in control. And it's not going to happen the way you wanted to happen. It's going to happen the way I wanted to happen. And because you keep trying to do it in your own mind, I'm going to make you fall on your face until you get understanding that I have the better plan for you. You are my child. Understand? So when you're dealing with people like that, we got to be patient because God, God have to deal with that because we lose a lot of believers in Christ because they like, man, I've been praying. I did all this stuff and he ain't coming through. 
whole time. You don't know what God is doing behind the scenes. You don't know what God is shielding you from. You don't know if he has something much better in store. You don't know any of that. But God is a God that he's telling us in every almost every book of the Bible. Have faith. We have to have faith. So think of this. How is it that witches and warlocks, these manifestors that's on Instagram, Facebook, all these different platforms, they say, oh, manifest everything. Do your shadow work. That is all witchcraft. But you know why it works for them? Because they believe. See, they understand. So the enemy, the devil is so tricky where everything that God put in place for Christian believers, his children, the enemy did the opposite. So God said, believe me, have faith in me. The enemy saying, no, just believe what you want to manifest and it'll manifest. See how tricky he can enter anybody? How many people are deceived that you know? We have to understand that we can't save ourselves. God is so powerful. When he wants your attention, he will stop your whole world. So think about all them people that gave up on God, how every last one of them will be running back to God eventually at some point. But us as believers, when we dealing with people like that, our job is to plant the seed. That's it. Now, what happens during their process? That's not a that's not on us. Our job is to plant the seed and spread the good word. Okay. So fear often hinders immediate response because demonic forces thrive in darkness and intimidation. Yep, that's intimidation. Boldness comes from knowing our identity in Christ, understanding that we have his authority and realizing that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay, so that key word right there is authority. We got to understand that we had authority. But hey, if you weak, if you weak in the spirit, how you going to use your authority? So that's why we got to deal with all of these bloodline issues first. Okay, we got to subdue our flesh first because you ain't using no power. You can't get no power. If you can't even subdue your flesh and tell your body, no, I'm not eating. Nope, I'm committing to being in the prayer for these hours. If you can't surrender your body, how are you going to fight in spiritual warfare? You're not strong enough. So getting these teachings every Wednesday, every Sunday, prayer calls, all of these communion with one another. This is where you get your strength. Okay, so you're on the right track with trusting God. But now it's time to go deeper. You're not a baby Christian anymore. Although some of you guys are children on here. You're not a baby in Christ, though. You are very intelligent and seasoned. You know some things and what you don't know, you ask great questions. But the more and more you attend study, you're going to get spiritually stronger. You're going to find that you're more spiritually stronger than some adults you may meet. You may have more wisdom than some adults you may meet. That's why it's important that always everybody here listen to these children. Because most of them are closer to God than we are. Most of them don't have the sin on them that we have. So by all means, uh, bring your young friends to study. I I would love to hear what they got to say. And it's definitely a message there for all of us, no matter what age level you are. Okay. So we can cultivate boldness through prayer, renewing our minds with God's word, 
and stepping out in faith to confront and rebuke demonic influence whenever they manifest. So here, here you go. When you see it now that you guys are understanding what the spirits are, who those spirits are, how they work, what the symptoms, what it look like, you're going to be able to see those spirits from a mile away. And you, you had the discernment on you, the spirit of discernment too. You're going to be able to say, oh, such and such had this spirit right here. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm shifting the atmosphere in this, in this room because I had the power to do so. You're going to be so confident to do that. Mm-hmm. So I want y'all to remember the more powerful you are, the more um, uh, powerful you are in the spirit. You'll subdue your flesh. You can move and do whatever you need to do. You can move those demonic forces because they're not stronger than you. They just use intimidation to make you feel like they're stronger than you. So if you're dealing with a demonic spirit in your life right now that you're able to identify tonight, speak to that spirit right now. Right. You do your work in the mighty name of Jesus. I command you call that spirit by name, whatever that spirit is. You got to flee right now. You have no space here. You have no room here and never return in this space because this holy ground command it. Use your authority, but it's not effective. Again, if you don't have the power to subdue your own flesh. So you want to make sure your prayers and your authority, your voice has power behind it. Right. We want to have power behind everything that we say. We want to be able to shift rooms before we even open our mouths. I'm going to be honest here because of my, my, my strength in the spirit. Now I can walk into a room and not say anything, but somebody goes, Oh, I feel something with her. Hmm. Yeah. They feel that spirit on me and they don't quite understand what it is, but I'm going to use my authority that God given me to shift the atmosphere. If it's negative. To myself, in the mighty name of Jesus, this atmosphere that's negative in here, I'm shifting it right now. It's going to be positive. This is going to be a healthy place. It's going to be a healthy conversation. While I'm here, while the Holy Spirit is here with me, I'm going to shift the atmosphere. The witches do it all the time, y'all. How many times have you... I'm going to use this person as an example. Erica Badu. She's a witch, right? If she walk in a room with us, you think you wouldn't feel anything? This this lady is burning sage. Bring, she's wearing an unk. All of these things is of the uh is demonic. But that's another topic for another day. I can explain that on the True Reveal show. But you you definitely gonna feel an energy with her. We call it energy. It's not energy. It's a spirit. But you command that spirit to obey you. Because you had the power and authority and your God is almighty. Your God is over all of these things. Okay. Any questions about that? All right. So I'm going to go to uh, scripture again about the generational curse breakers because this is where we are. Right. This is what this, this is who we are right now in Christ. So in Galatians Chapter three, verse 13. Somebody, somebody read this scripture. I, I, I don't want to read. I want somebody else to read this scripture. Galatians three, verse 13. Correct. 
Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Alright. So let me let me break this down, right? Christ has redeemed us from the curses of the law, right? That's what it said. So the curses that's going on right now, he's redeemed you from, but you have to accept it. So the people that are cursed is the ones that staying in it. The ones that's accepting it. So right now I'm not accepting a negative doctor's report. I'm not accepting uh, whatever. Maybe somebody came into my life and said, oh, they're going to do X, Y, Z to me. I'm not accepting anything that is not of Christ. So oftentimes I hear people say, oh, yeah, the doctor diagnosed me with this. My first response is, well, what did you say? Well, did you consult God about this? That's what you accepted? We're not accepting nothing. Listen, Jesus Christ is the doctor of all doctors. See, the doctors that's here on earth, they're here to deal with the physical. Think about this. They're here to address the physical issues, what they can see, right? They can't see into your spirit who was on your bloodline, who came in the covenant with this bad thing that that trickled down generations to generations. They're not dealing with that. They're dealing with surface level issues with what they can see visibly with the eye. So we know if the doctor came with us with a negative report about a family member, we've identified, man, this has happened to such and such. This has happened to such and such and such and such. We got to deal with it in the spirit, correct? That's how we're going to fight it. We're going to deal with it in the spirit. And that's where you're going to get your true deliverance. Okay. Being a generational curse breaker means recognizing and renouncing the sinful patterns and influences that have plagued our family lineage. Through Christ, we can break free from these change and establish a new spiritual legacy for our families. Starting a new spiritual lineage involves seeking God's direction, living a life of obedience to his word and actively resisting any demonic influence that seeks to perpetuate a generational curse. Listen, (laughs) right now, this is something that I am putting in a making a daily practice in my life. Right. So every, most of the people here know that I have a uh, about to be a three year old granddaughter. I'm making it a practice. Come in this closet. You're going to come in and get in here in the, in the closet with me and pray to God. I'm going to teach you how to do this right now. When she when she gets scared, I'm scared of the dark. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray right now. Let's get this to God. God is not. He didn't put fear in you. Fear is not of God. What is that? We're going to deal with it together as a family. We're going we gonna to fight in the spirit as a family. That's the, um, that's the traditions that I'm putting on this new, this new life lineage in Christ. You know how families had traditions like on Thanksgiving, everybody get together. There might be a time everybody sit at the table, somebody in the generation pray over food, right? We got to create traditions that are connected with Christ. We got to create traditions that when we get into hard times, 
The whole family is fasting and praying. The whole family is putting, uh, no, casting down that devil. No, this is what's going on with you. Oh, no, we praying against that in the spirit. We have to do that now because it's only going to get worse. The times are getting worse and worse and worse and worse. It's not getting any better. Okay. So tonight we have learned about the patterns and lineage of demonic spirits, biblical antidotes for freedom and examples of overcoming them in the Bible. Let us be bold and unyielding in our fight against these forces, knowing that God has equipped us for victory. Okay. So I'm going to close out with a brief prayer and then I'll ask you guys to pray and then we'll do um, the announcements. So right now, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, in the name of Jesus, repenting of our sins and seeking freedom from any demonic influences in our life. We accept the power and authority you have given us through Christ. Lord, make us generational curse breakers for the glory of your name. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, at the conclusion of this call, stay on the line. Give your life to Christ if you haven't done so. If you want to say a prayer of repentance one on one, stay on the line. We can pray. You can pray with me a prayer of repentance or you can do it alone. But let us know. Stay in contact how this is going for you. So I feel so strongly about um, sharing the word of God with y'all and making sure y'all get full understanding um, because it's so many churches and different ministries that are deceiving our people and not getting this type of teaching. So I want to make sure if in any way that you're affiliated with this ministry, if you have questions, I'm available to answer questions and to pray with you and to support you in any way that I can. And by doing so, um, I invite y'all to go to the website, www.kingdomlivingentertainment.com. Put uh, subscribe to the website, go to on Apple Music, I mean, on Apple App Podcast. You'll go back and revisit some of these uh, studies because they are so helpful. These are gems that you not a lot of people not getting in traditional church. So I want y'all to make sure y'all have it and y'all well equipped. So make sure y'all subscribe to all the platforms that we on. We on Apple, we on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those different platforms. Just look for Kingdom Living Entertainment. Um, thank you for participating in this study. May you walk in freedom and victory that Christ offers. In Jesus name, amen. <laughs>